up? This is Dregs One. Welcome to another episode of the History of the Bay podcast, sponsored by the good people of of Amoeba Music, San Francisco. The folks of Dying Breed, San Francisco, where you can get custom gear, you can get some graffiti supplies, and you can support local business. And don't forget about blankslaps.com. Go on there, get your premium eggshell stickers, use the promo code Dregs, D-R-E-G-S, for 10% off. And today in the building, we got DL behind the boards. We got King Said working the video. Shout out to Skino, the producer, and the rest of the team. And I'm honored that this guest today was able to bless us with his presence. Took a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of convincing. Because uh, this is this your first on-camera interview? First. The first ever. Everybody, welcome the Oakland City Mayor, Steve 640. What's happening? What's up, boy? Shit, chill. You already know. <laughs> thank you for coming through, man. Man, thank you for having me. Yeah, brother. You know, you've been uh, real supportive, bro. And uh, we've been in touch for a minute and just always chopping in. So. Yeah, yeah, on some real shit. On some real shit. So I just wanted to take that conversation onto this platform because... Uh, uh, I, I feel like there's different types of writers, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people that are strictly into the vandalism, which is cool, right? They mm-hmm. they got destructive habits. They got destructive philosophies. I'm not mad at it. Then there are some people who are really about the art and really about the culture and really about the style. And I feel like you're somewhere right in the middle of that. I mean, you nailed it. To be honest with you, it's like, Everybody feels like what they say is right, what they do is right. Me, I just do this shit because I love it. I'm like, I'm not necessarily vandalizing shit to fuck shit up. I just want my name to be out there. I just want people to see that shit. Like, when people see my shit, that shit make me feel good. And then when I just bust a tag, that shit just, just the flow of everything coming out, just watching the paint just hit the wall and <clears throat> watching the, if you're using the mop and shit, just watching that shit drip or a streaker, just watching the colors just flow, that's that's where I'm at. That's what make me feel good about that shit. Or just climbing on shit, just piecing on shit, scribing, whatever, whatever's clever that day. But I don't, me personally, I don't sit there and think what's right, what's wrong. I just feel like, let me get it out there and then you can figure it out. And that's some that's some real player shit. And that's a, that's a good way to start this episode because I don't vibe too well with cats that are are, are too strict on it. It needs to be this way. It needs to look like this. That's not good enough. That's too much of this. It's too much of that. My philosophy is I'm what you just said. I'm gonna do what I love because I love it, and I'm gonna respect anybody else that feels the same way about what they do. I don't have too many judgment calls to make. On, on their shit like that. I mean, it's just your opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could argue with a motherfucker all day, back and forth, back and forth, for who's right, who's wrong. But at the end of the day, it's just what's going, what's on the wall is what's important. Some people, when they sketch a piece, they that shit got to be hella, like, perfect, hella immaculate. Me, my sketches look horrible. Yeah. And then, but when I finish... That's the most important part. <clears throat> or if I'm in a rush, I just bang some shit out, come back, finish it later. 
But um, like I said, I don't. It, it just take too much time to try to figure out oh what's right and what's wrong and like bro just do this shit. And yeah. if, you know, if these motherfuckers like it, they like it. If they don't, do something you gonna like. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, the the streets is the real hero. I just paint when people show me <clears throat> when people show me love. That's what make me feel good. Yeah, facts, man. You know what I'm saying? Haters too. The niggas hating. Like, oh, your shit is whack. Oh, you need to do this. Wait a minute. You right. Okay, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to just upgrade from there. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's all it's all about how you take that shit in. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a hypocrite, too. I argue with a motherfucker. Sometimes somebody might say something I don't like. But then if, if I take some time and analyze that shit, it might be uh, helpful, you know? Yeah. I just don't... Um, I just don't... Waste hell of time Like oh Like you said it, It's supposed to be this way It's supposed to be that way Only way I'll say some shit like that Is if I'm helping you Yeah 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 I'm not gonna yeah. say It gotta be my way Cause nobody taught me How to do it I just You know Was in cuts and alleyways Working on it Hoping I could perfect the shit And then You know Now I'm teaching people Because Ain't nobody else Gonna teach them You feel me But I'm like Okay Maybe somebody else Might teach you how to do this shit differently from the way I do it. But, you know, so don't, don't hold me to, uh, don't, you know, don't hold me to a higher standard or feel like my shit is the way to do it because there's thousands of ways to do it. Yeah. And I mean, your style is definitely very unique. Thank you. It's definitely, I would say it's a one of a kind style from your tagging to, but especially your pieces. Um, so I think that would be a good segue to just kind of go go back a little bit into your history. Were you born and raised in Oakland? Mm-mm. I wasn't born out here. I was, you know, I came from, I ain't gonna say, you know what I'm saying, but I came to the town when I was like three. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically, I've been here all my life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never, so I ain't left the town. Man. I ain't left the Bay probably since the 90s. What was it like growing up in Oakland? Growing up in Oakland, well, as a writer, it wasn't, you wasn't, like, like people now, you're a writer, then you a dude. When I grew up, you was a, you was a nigga in the hood first, then you was a tagger. Tagging, graffiti, skateboarding, punk rocking, none of that shit was respected. Back in, like, the 80s and 90s, it, it was like, you... You come through, you might fight for your shit. People's like, what the fuck is that? Graffiti wasn't accepted. It wasn't like the East Coast. It wasn't like New York. Or the, the city, the city in Berkeley had more. Hold on, let me turn the shit off. The city in Berkeley had more of uh, like the four elements of hip hop. And not saying, not saying Oakland didn't, because you 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 still had a lot of people who was in all that, but it was more, it was more hood shit, more turf shit, more gangster shit, derbies with your name on it. You know, you go to school, it wasn't, it wasn't hella taggers out back yeah. then. It wasn't a big ass scene. Like, you know, in the nineties, it was more, you go to Berkeley, everybody was there. Then in the mid mid nineties, probably Frisco, Frisco blew up, now it's the town. And the town is just like, 
It's insane. It's like the cop told me today, it's yeah. flawless. Yeah, the town is that. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything Mm-mm. like what's going on in Oakland right now in terms of just like the amount of writers and the amount of graffiti and mm-hmm. just the fact that shit goes up and it stays up. I mean, it's pretty crazy right now. Like every 10 minutes is a new writer. Yeah. You know, like people, older, older graffiti writers, they would criticize me for helping toys. And um, I'm all right with that. It's like, bro, you got to, you got to help these people. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, they look up to you. And what is what is you doing to help besides sitting on your ass talking shit? Like, somebody helped you along the way, one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we was young, we had, like, Surf, TMP. You had Dream. And them people would show you love. <clears throat> a lot of the older people, I'm not going to say a lot of them, but... It was a good amount. They was just like, if you was a toy, they was kind of brushing you off. I mean, you know yeah, that was, that was definitely my experience, too. Facts. Everybody got it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not going to say I love all toys. I roast anybody. If, if me and my homeboys joking about you and you're a toy, you're just going to get it. If you if you dope, you're going to get it, too. We, we You know, we just some uh, fun motherfuckers, you know, just. But at the end of the day, if like, I'm making fun of you, I'm going to still help you. You know I think there's there's people that don't realize that when you help somebody get better, it it only makes the culture better, and it keeps Facts. things going. And and it's like I don't want to see this stop. So I would rather use my platform. That's a lot of what I do with mm-hmm. with the history of graffiti online, mm-hmm. and that's a, a lot of my audience are young kids, and there's certain OGs who will look at a youngster and be like, "You don't know your history." But my my response to that is like, well, they don't know because you're, you're not, not telling them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the same with style. That's the same with technique. That's the same. That's the same with skills. And on that note, it's like some 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 people they don't want to learn. Some people is just like, oh, I'm gonna do it on my own, and that's fine. But some people is just like, I need that help. I'm you know like when when somebody. Tell me whether it's in person or send me a DM. Hey, man, you know, you help me do this. Like, I don't even know you. They seen, I seen the video you did or I grew up to your shit. Like, that's an honor. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm no Superman or nothing. I'm just out here with a couple extra candles and some little style and shit, having some fun. And for, for people to follow behind that, that's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's an honor. I don't care how how tall you are, how dope you are. It's for for somebody to give you a compliment. It's a you know, it's like if you got a fresh fit on, you got it on for a reason. You get a compliment, you're gonna feel good about yourself. You know, people are like, oh, I started grab because of you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you saved my life. Like, damn, what do you say to that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me personally, like I said, like I've been through a lot of shit in my life to where it keeps me from, like, if if I can't I can't have a big head, you know. One thing I have a big head about is probably like playing dominoes and shit on my crew, or you know my folks and whatnot. But other aside from myself, it's just I feel like I'm doing the same shit you could be doing, you know. And one thing about some people, 
I mean, I feel like we all got the issues to where we like, oh, I can't do that. Or I ain't going to be able to do this. Or I, like, I used to be like watching videos. Like, I never really watched grab videos until like maybe about 10 years ago. I was like, damn, this fool's sick. I never be as sick as that white boy. But then I'm like, damn, why, why I can't? Yeah. Because I'm black. That shit don't mean nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just started like really taking my time and just adding colors here and there, trying to make my line straight and just sitting in cuss for hours, just, you know, having fun. And it's like going from a tagger to a piecer is not an easy, um, it's not an easy transition. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's harder if you tell yourself you can't do it, but if you just going with the flow, like, all right, let me do a piece, add this, 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 and there, then, you know, eventually that shit gonna come together. This episode of the History of the Bay podcast is brought to you by blankslaps.com. This website is the number one source for you to get eggshell stickers. They just sent me a pack. Look at this variety, man. You can do all types of stuff with these. These are the real deal eggshells, different colors, different sizes, custom stuff, real unique brands. Blankslaps.com has it all. They also have plenty of graffiti supplies, such as these markers. They got gear. They got apparel. These stickers are really dope for anyone who's looking to do some writing, some bombing, or even just some casual art. Have something around the house. Have something fun to work on and make a great gift. And if you use the promo code DREGS, D-R-E-G-S, that will give you 10% off each order. So make sure that you go check out blankslaps.com, tap in with the promo code DREGS, and get you some of these high-quality eggshell stickers as soon as you can. Check them out, give them the seal of approval, and we appreciate them supporting the History of the Bay podcast. That's definitely been my experience. I, I, I can recall specifically thinking... What she said, looking at something on the wall and being like, wow, that's that's super dope. That's mm -hmm. that's super fresh, but I can't do that. I didn't really get into piecing until I was in my 20s. And that's when I developed the confidence to be like, you know what? I'm going to just try it out. And once I took that step to just try it out, it was kind of like, oh, you know, that ain't so bad. Yeah, you just flow with it. Just flow with it. And then from there, I started actually specifically trying to challenge myself. Like, you know what? That part. Let me bust out a character. Mm. Oh, shit. I just did a clean ass Howard the Duck. All right. Let me do a portrait. Boom. All right. It's not perfect. Oh, so you was, you was jumping all over the place. I got to the point <clears throat> where I was trying to make up for lost time where I was, mm. I grew up looking at like ICP TDK productions mm -hmm. as like the standard. And I talk about this before. A, a, piece, a piece, color scheme, background, character, the whole wall. And I started challenging myself to get to that point to where I could bust those down by myself. And, and not to talk too much about my, my own stuff, but some of that shit was like, and we've talked about before offline, mm -hmm. making illegal spots look like they were legal. Uh, hell yeah. Like, you thought I had hell permission. Yeah. No, I didn't have hell permission, yeah. but I just put up a whole-ass production for the community Man, and just shit, did it on the strength. That shit is so fun to do, that shit. Because the Richmond shit, yeah. that shit was like... You got a huge, huge... You got a whole block, basically. Yeah, that shit, like... that. I call it Walt Dysmorphia because 
you when you hit me at that time, my shit was I was going through just like hella drama. Like one person said one thing, and I had to confront another person, then track these motherfuckers down about some shit that wasn't even true about me, you know. And um, but when I was painting that, it was like, like I'm not I'm not like an emo person, not depressed person. I mean, don't get me wrong, being in jail, being in prison. You get depressed, you feel like shit, like it's the end of the world, like you feel like less of a person, but <clears throat> with the art, it's kind of like that shit saved me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I was doing that, it was, I was like teetering on like the edge of depression. Like if if I don't go out here, I'm going to just be sitting in the house feeling like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause like I take that shit serious. Like it's like you speaking on my name. And you niggas never even met me. You never, you can't even describe me. You can't tell me one bad thing that I did to you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, once I cleared all that shit up, then it was like, people was like, oh, shit, they face, like, here, I got receipts. You feel me? But when I was doing that, it, it just, what really, what really was the blessing of that shit was when I sat down and people were stopping at the stop sign to look over, like, what the fuck is that? And then people was showing me hella love. It's like, you got Northanios, Serranos, you got the hood niggas from Richmond, you got the church lady. And it's like, I did this to myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this the, the love, that shit was just, it's unconditional. And then, like, you seen what I did. I did the whole... The block around the block. You did a whole a whole building, bro, like and, a whole block long building. Yeah, yeah. And the people was like, um, they like that's the nicest thing out there. Some people gave me money and shit. Fuck, oh, we know the paint costs money. They don't know I'm racking and shit. You feel me? A lot of shit roller paint, but I still use that shit. For, you know, gas pay. It's still either way it goes, it's a blessing. Well, I think the lesson in that is like, and, and that's what I love about the meditation of painting. Mm-hmm. on the street because in that moment when you're just watching the paint leave the can it you're only focused on that it's therapeutic it's therapy you're you're taken away from whatever else is going on around you literally even shit that's happening on that same street the noise the sound whatever and you're just focusing on each line as it comes up in front of you mm-hmm. and what you're saying is by doing that you're actually able to kind of pass that feeling along, that positive feeling along to somebody that has some free artwork Mm -hmm. to look at in their community Mm -hmm. where there wasn't anything. It was just a great wall before. Yeah, it was. They, they hated that shit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling to watch the shit come from scribbling or just nasty ass buff marks and then turning it like something beautiful. You feel me? Absolutely. And just like watching the colors go, like <clears throat> me, I don't paint with a lot of people. It's not by choice or by force. It's just like <clears throat> I'm scary. So if I don't trust you, I don't trust you. You rub me the wrong way. It's like I'll see you later, whether it's a female or it's a dude. I'm like, <clears throat> if you sus, but if you, you know, if you dope, I fuck with you. Even or if you toy, I fuck with you, because I learn from toys too. Mm-hmm. One one thing I like, I mean about like toys is that they are pushing the hardest to get their name up. Like, I don't I don't rock as hard as I used to, but I mean, I was out last night. So it's like, 
I want to stay relevant, but I still, it's still hella fun. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's, it's, it's hella writers out, but it's like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm competing. I just feel like I'm putting my name in that little blank space. You know what I'm saying? And um, so when I ride by, I can see my shit or you can see my shit. You feel me? Or I might come back and piece that shit up, add some color to that shit later. You feel me? But um, uh, like I said, I don't, it's, it's not that, the reason I don't fuck with other people is just like, some people don't have this, the the same interests I got. Like when I go out, I don't want to fuck with 5-0. I don't want no people coming out like, hey, what you doing? I don't want to get shot at. I don't want to have to shoot at nobody. I don't want to have no beef. But if if it come down to it, <clears throat> you know, then I got to protect us or we got to protect ourselves or whatnot. It's just, we all got to have fun. Yeah, you know facts, facts. So going back what, to Oakland in the 80s, you mentioned the, the hip-hop shit wasn't really hitting yet. The, the, the graph wasn't hitting. So what what... What was the what was the typical shit you were seeing in the streets of Oakland as a kid? I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like 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 I said, you had like Surf, you had Dream, TMP. They was TMP was more tagging. TDK was more uh more peacing. FSC was more peacing. But back then, it was more like it was more turf shit, you know. Or I was just riding bikes, I was playing playing in the park and shit. At night, you know, Friday nights, you're hearing shootouts and shit. Or, you know, my mom went, we lived in the projects. And, um, like, every Friday night, she would play a movie for everybody in the apartments, make popcorn. And, you know, like, we had B Street breaking and all that shit. Like, I used to be able to break. I can't do none of that shit now. But, it, it you know, we used to, we had our good times. You know, it's just a, it, it's just growing up in the ghetto was just like, is is uh it was different. The graph, the graph, it wasn't as big. You had like, you could count the amount of tags you seen on East 14 or on Foothill or just in the in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? But and I can't say if that was good or bad, because it was just the the beginning stages. You go to 23rd yard, you see TDK shit there all day. And uh, like that's how I met Drink. Now, Dream was hella big. He was ahead of his time. And, you know, he showed us love regardless. And for him to be so up there... What, what year did you meet him? I'd probably say... I want to say probably like 91, 92. Okay, so he's definitely well-established. This is after Best of Both Worlds. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, him and Vogue. Like, him and Vogue, they had to... Vogue was just on... He always been on some... Like realism type shit. Yeah. You know, say whereas Dream, I can't say Dream did some realism shit, but his lettering was just like he was doing 90s shit in the 80s. Yeah. Right. Doing 2000 right. shit in the 90s. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't hesitating about it. And, and the nigga was a cold player. Yeah. Like if you know him personally, you know, he was a, he was a hood nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He talked to female flirt with him and just, just had a straight mouthpiece. But he, what I always loved about him, when he seen us, he knew we was whack, he knew we was toy, but he still showed us love. Like we was just, like we was his partners. Right. That's why when I talk to people, I hope I don't sound like I'm hella arrogant or pompous or just like, you know, I try to talk to people like 
you know, basic conversation. Because all it takes is one person to just say, oh, he said this. Because don't get me wrong, I got my days too where I don't feel like dealing with nobody or talking. I might just be like, I'm going to holler at you later. Or I might be busy doing some shit. And then they might take that shit the wrong way and then go back and tell somebody else. And then they tell us, and then that's how that shit. Well, there's a certain point where it's like, we don't give a fuck how dope you are. You know what I'm saying? You, you're on some whack shit, bro. Like, you're, you're straight dick, bro. Like, yeah, that part. I don't give a fuck how dope you are, how much your name is up. Like, I don't fuck with you. But it, I, I said this recently, speaking on Dream, because I never got to meet him personally. But just everything I hear about him. Yeah, you would have loved him. The fact that he was so cool and so approachable and, and, and not letting his ego get in the way of, of building with people at the at the skill that he was at I mean that's like that's a really rare thing and that like you said that just hearing that about someone who was so talented someone who was so skilled that that makes me want to do the same thing to yeah. always leave that good impression of like oh yeah I met that fool he was hella cool mm-hmm. oh I met Drake he was dope oh yeah, yeah. He's, you know he responded to my message or this or that like and, and come from a genuine place not just I'm trying to you know put on a front but like mm-hmm. nah I really want to spread love through what I'm doing yeah cause you don't know what that person who was reaching out to you went through to get to you yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, or okay. how much it means to them. Or how much it means to them, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, like, when he let me in Irie Posse, you, I, I don't know if you remember Irie Posse. Of course, yeah. Everybody was in that right. shit. <laughs> and he he was smart. He was smart. He was like, this is the first time um, I seen somebody do a roller. It was him, Gyro, and Dilska. And they did these big-ass rollers in the 23rd yard, and they outlined it with fat caps, with cry lines. Right. And then on the bottom it said, um, it said International Irie Posse. Now he was like, he was like, I know you don't smoke, I know you don't drink, but you get up like a motherfucker, I'm gonna put you in Irie. So it was me and like hella six forty. We basically everybody was Irie. You didn't have to tag, you could just all you had to do was smoke. You didn't even have to smoke, you just vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But one thing about Oakland. Over the years, it the graffiti, if it, it, it kind of, it got accepted. One thing about Oakland, period, is you mean in terms of like the the local culture? Yeah, the local, like the, like in the hood. Yeah, like if you if you was out, okay, say we out tagging. So it's like ninety two, ninety three. We out tagging. There's some niggas out here selling dope. Like, hey, y'all can't be making the spot hot, and we looking at them like. You selling drugs? Like how? How we making this spot? But it, you know, it's 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 a respect factor. We can't be all on your turf. But now you might have how enough fools like, hey, write my name, write my girl name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. over the years, you know, the town it it it, it just accepted graph. You know, it's like okay, we got side shows, we got shooters, we got violence, but we also got Swag, we got style, we got skill. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Ninety five percent of the shit you see in the world today, maybe not the world, but like just style wise, whether it's influence, like character, personality, rapping and shit, comes from the Bay, comes from East Oakland, that part, West Oakland and North Oakland. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. So, I mean, man, I'm from Frisco. I give it up that that Oakland is definitely the hardest soul of the best. Of course, Frisco. I ain't got a problem too. saying that. 
you know, I, I feel like, of course, I'm from the town, so I'm gonna just blow us up regardless. I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna shit on the city, but Frisco got a lot of influence on hella shit too. You know, say just if you wanna, if you wanna. I think just Oakland being a chocolate city, yeah. it, it, you know, and kind of more a little more central to the whole bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of gives exactly. it gives it that that but that, if, that, that but flavor. If, you, if you're from the bay, and you go out of town, your swag just gonna drip off onto somebody. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's graffiti style or whether it's just your characteristics as a person, the way you talk, the way you conduct yourself. The way you carry yourself, like when I used to go, like I did used to actually go out of town, out of state. I mean, I used to go to like Oregon and Seattle and they'd be like, oh, you from Oakland? Like I'm flirting with some bitches and shit. And I'm like, what you mean? What that mean? We already had our rep. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I, don't, I can't imagine what the rep looking like now because it's just like, it's like the police told me earlier, he's like, Oakland is lawless. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I was watching uh, another podcast where the dude was just like talking about the police and just how like the police presence ain't here and it's like hella homeless, hella violence and and it's like I'm from here and it, it bro, it's just we we're so desensitized and so used to crazy wild shit exactly. happening on a regular but bizarre. That's the that's a lot of Bay Area flavor. Mm-hmm. It's just the bizarre underworld, and we're just like, oh yeah, that's just some shit on my way to school. Right, that happened to us <laughs> every day. But when but when you hear that's right outside my house, yeah, like, like, any given oh, oh, that, oh yeah, that wasn't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that happened every day. Yeah. But, but when you when you look at their face and you hear like it's shocking to them, it's just like. Well, I've lived in the suburbs too, and then for uh, after a few months of that, I was like, wait a second. Something was not right about the way yeah, I grew up. Like yeah. it was normal to me, but it's, like it's well, different. It's yeah. when you when you somewhere quiet and it's peaceful, you like okay, I can leave my door unlocked. All that, Got little windows down the all car. That. All that. Like you, I didn't even show you what I did to my car. I thought I was in the park outside, so I had I took hell of shit <laughs> and just threw it all in the car. So if you you ain't gonna bit me because it's just like. It just looked like it's hella bags and it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I might do I like, can't bit this fool. It's yeah. gonna take me too long to go through all that shit. That part. <laughs> if, if it was so cold, I'd have left the windows down. Hey man, so so what was your what got you into graphic? How did you how did you get started? Probably my mom or my sister, because my sister used to come home with she used to come home with pilots. Mm-hmm. And I would tag all in the house. All my mom was just on some pitch. regular childhood, right? Regular some childhood shit. shit. Yeah. And you gotta remember, back then it wasn't hella like it wasn't hella like every day it's a movie. Y'all. It's like we had hella hip hop movies. And like I said, my mom used to play that shit all the time. You know, my mom she she always listened to music, always had the speakers up hella loud, and um, that was that was a pretty. Big influence, like, and then just the graph scene in the town. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, I I met Fresh when he was doing the Oakland is Proud. Like, I had to happen to ride my bike, and I was thinking about it, like, damn, I used to just ride my bike all over, and my mom didn't even know where I was at, sneaking off with this shit, you know. Like, even to this day, my mom's like, oh, I saw your name over there, but now I showed her some shit, like, 
kind of like where I showed you, but I did one in the East where it's more characters and like shit for my son and just like for the streets. And she was just loving that shit. That's dope. So she encouraged you artistically. Yeah, she 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 paints, but uh, not like graph. Sure. You know what I'm saying? She just do like the shit in the house. And then like... Um, but you basically just figured out what it was. You had a natural inc- inclination to do it. And then between seeing what was going on in Oakland and seeing the movies, you kind of put two and two together. That part. But I've always been an artist since I was young. Yeah. Like I draw... Like if I would sit here and just draw that and then, you know, go from there. Like I try to draw whatever, like the video game covers or shit, comic book covers and then... That's the other thing about 80s and 90s is like the art for like in kids, products, toys, <coughs> cartoons, video games was, mm-hmm. was definitely on another level. But you, you got to remember Comic too, books. now everything on the internet. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to go down to the store, dig through them crates, get one comic book, two, whatever you could afford. And then stare at the characters, the colors, yeah. the line work. You're reading the same, that one video that one, game cartridge yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. for an hour. That's all you got. That part. He's like, let me just go home and look at the Sonic cover. That's, nah. that's. Exactly. <laughs> you, know what I'm you, tra- you draw, trace it out or copy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then color it, then figure out how to do it with the paint. But like, even, even I get like to the point where I'm on Instagram and I'm on the Explorer page. It's kind of like going to a party. You go to a party, yeah. you're looking for one person or somebody you know. You know, you you on the you on the um me, I'm on the Explorer page looking for, I don't know, something familiar, but sometimes that shit'll just throw me off. I'll be on there like, damn, I just killed this amount of hours. Yeah. You know, like now nowadays it's like I'm glad I'm not young because it's That's hella easy. Yeah. Hella easy to get distracted. Overexposed. Overexposed, yeah. yeah. You know, like it it's like I said, it's so much, it's so much graph out here. It's like, damn, these fools out here killing it. Do I want to bomb like these motherfuckers or do I want a piece? Or do I want to just be lazy and be like, I'll come back later and do it? Me, that's Yeah. I'm, I I enjoy looking at graffiti on Instagram, but I Definitely prefer seeing it in the street a lot more and being inspired that way as opposed to uh, kind of checking on what everybody else is doing online. If it comes across my path, cool. But I'm, I'm more into... I, I, I even like seeing, like you said, like toy shit. I mean, I'm nosy. I want to I wanna see the shit online. Okay. I want to see the shit <laughs> in reality. Because you got to think, bro, if somebody doing sick-ass piece with a billion colors or designs, you're only, your phone is only with fucking this big or your iPad. Yeah. You know, but when you see this shit in person, it's just like, It is different, yeah. You feel me? That's why it's like, like, I, in, in, my, in my case, I don't get a lot of deals. I don't get a lot of comments, but I do get this weird shit where people don't like me, but they'll see me in person. I might be at a function or just, introduce myself and they'll just be like, oh, I seen you did this, 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 and that. And like, it's it's weird. It's like, it's like you hating, but you feeling my shit. Like, pick a struggle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't take it personal. It's just like, like some dudes I ran into the other night, 
you know, I, I thought for sure, you know, it was beef. We ended up chopping it up, and the nigga was showing me all the love. Like, you, you, you'd be surprised how many people will follow you or keep up with you just to hate. I, I mean, I, I deal with that oh, all yeah, the time. You, you invented that shit. Motherfuckers <laughs> leave comments on your shit all day. I don't even get the comments. I'm just like, I don't feel, I ain't special enough for them to leave the comments unless they talking to us, they crew or friends and they just get back to me. But I mean, like I said, you gotta, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't always take that shit like as a good thing. Don't get me wrong. There was times I re- respond to motherfuckers. I talk shit back and, you know, we had beef with a certain crew and I ain't gonna really speak on that, but, you know, they would be like, let's meet up. We pull up, they not there. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, bro, there's just certain basic universal rules, bro. Like, especially when it comes to beef and then when it gets even further into street shit. And my experience is the people who are really about it, about it, they're not wasting time popping off on mm-hmm. Instagram. They're not even wasting time popping off, period. They just going to show up yeah. and make shit happen and let you know how they yeah. feel. You're going to have to find out at when it's too late. You and know you, what I'm saying? You know, people always ask me, like, especially beginners, they like, how, I just want to paint and not be in no beef. Like, how do, like, they'll see somebody's shit whacked out. How do they get in the beef? And like, it's like, bro, don't. Don't ask me because you're, you're gonna get it. It's inevitable. Somebody gonna get it's you. It's inevitable, bro. You 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 gonna get two things in life. You gonna get some pussy, and you gonna get in the beef. It, it, it's some. They don't have to whack you out. They could just go over your shit or tag their name. They might just be some toy side busting. Side bust your shit, you know. And then the thing is, what you gonna do after? You know, it's like where do you go from there? You know, it's 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 in and like I see myself trying to explain that shit to my partners who don't do graffiti. Like, for, for us, that shit is just, like, the most important. Look, I got to go back over there right now. I got to fix that shit. I got to color that shit in. But would you explain, explain it to your partners? They're like, you, what, bro? You're getting, you're having a coloring battle or something? Yeah, you about to, you about you, to fight over about some to shit. stabs this fool yeah. because he wrote his name next yeah. to you? And then you got to bring up some shit they did, like, what about when you did such and such like that? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's it's different, bro. Like, like, let's say a rap battle, right? Like, mm-hmm. all right, we got we got rap battle beef. Let's battle it out. I'm gonna record a song, you record a song. Mm-hmm. I might be in different parts of the country. Graffiti beef, when you're talking about your artwork getting fucked with, to me, that's like the equivalent of me going into a pottery studio and just smashing mm-hmm. somebody's vases. Like, bro, you're destroying my my work. Or bro. just me with hella mud on my shoes, walking all over your J's and yeah. Air Force Ones. Fuck, yeah, fuck like, your I'm just couch. Gonna wreck, yeah, that type of mm-hmm. shit. So it is a different level of disrespect. But there's also an acceptance you get at some point because graf- there there's no such thing as permanent graffiti. It's going to get buffed. It's good. The building's going to get mm-hmm. demolished. The sun's going to mm-hmm. fade it away. Or somebody's gonna go over it. That those are just inevitable outcomes. And you doing this shit for free. Yeah. So it's like which which who gonna get you first? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take a picture, it'll last longer. But you, you know, it's like the good thing about graph is 
the shit could be resolved quicker than some shit could be resolved as if you was on the block. Yeah. Beefing with some suckers or... Or or that, 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 that's why I don't take it that seriously yeah. because I know what real beef looks like yeah. and, and, and most graffiti beef doesn't come close to that shit. Exactly. And like the rap shit, the rap shit, well, now the rap shit is different where you got the thing is different because of the internet. Yeah, especially because it, yeah. like, like, okay, back in the days, like, like you say, you make a diss track, he make a diss track, you know where he from or maybe you don't know where he from. Or if you're from out here, you're going to know these people. Mm-hmm. But now with the internet, what I don't get is like people dropping locations, people dissing the dead people, people like the, the dead The dead people should be kind of off limits, you know? Well, that's that's why I think the internet comes in to take it a little farther. Like I look at like, like one classic hip hop beef that I thought was really interesting was Ice Cube and Common. Right. And that was... Yeah, they went at it. They were top-tier MCs, and you actually had to go into the studio, you had to mm-hmm. record the track, and you had to put it out before the internet. Now it's just, I'm just going to go back and forth because we can each just record a track, upload Facts. it, get on Instagram, keep the shit going, whereas before it was more focused on the music. And that is one thing about Graffiti Beef that I would want to encourage anybody out there listening. If you are having problems with somebody over Graffiti Make it about the style to me. Make it about the skills. Make it about going up and, 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 and try to flex on people that way. Because that's some fly shit to me. It's like, if you don't like me, then, then then flex on me. If you don't like me, do better than me. You know what I'm saying? But in terms of like trying to really beef it out with me over some graffiti, bro, it's like that's not going to take you very far, bro. See, me, I, me I'm like, I'm all for it. I, the sneak dissing, oh, I love sneak dissing my ops. I love, I like crossing their name out, putting the arrow to me, and then putting sneak this, you know, and then. <laughs> but that style, though, that's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. though. That's when it becomes artistic. You, you know what I'm like, saying? Or I, I sneak, that's still a flex. Facts. Like, I like I know I know who a, a couple of my ops, well, I don't got a lot of them. I got a lot of haters, but it's, I got a few ops and shit, and I know who they are dissing me. So I go back this day shit. With a, like the diss is even in the style, so you know it was me. You know, like I, I shouldn't encourage you to beat somebody's ass, but sometimes the a demo, you gotta put it down. Sometimes you just gotta whoop a motherfucker. And, hey, they they'll respect you after that. There there are certain conflicts that are just not gonna be resolved. That part uh, peacefully. That's just how it is. That's that's the society we live in. That's bigger than graffiti. That's just the world that we're in is that there's just certain personalities you're never going to be able to vibe with and it's going to go how it's going to go. And especially when it comes to standing up for yourself too, I'm a firm believer in that. Like when you really got to make that statement and that's, that's what a lot of the graffiti beef is. Is in terms of defending your name, yeah, and being like, because that's all you got. That's all you got. So I, you got you got to ride for it, and you do you do got to take a stand. I'm just trying to be responsible for all the young viewers and let them know, hey, man, there's there's different ways you could take it. Man, fuck what he talking about, man. Whoop that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't listen to me. I mean, don't even listen to me. Listen to what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got an option to... Like, I I rarely see people battle. Like, I would love to see more people battle. And that's what I'm, that's like, what I'm trying to encourage right like, now. I would yeah. love to see, like, like, there was two crews 
they was battling like dissing each other and they told Oakland and Richmond to fuck up. But I mean, I would like to see more crews battling like for style. Well, it's, it's, style. it's interesting when I talk to like Crayon and they have it, it, TWS and team, T, TMF have probably the most legendary beef Hell in graffiti yeah. Bay Area history. Hell yeah. And and talking to Crayon as he looks back on it, he's like, that shit was stupid. That shit was, we were just, at a certain point, we're just crossing each other out. Like, what the fuck? And we're just doing it over this reason and da 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 But that's, that's healthy, though. Battle, beef, that's the beef battling. Yeah. But, but at least with them dudes, they were actually going to yards, doing pieces. My piece looked better than yours. Your piece looked better than mine. They they was the pioneers of that shit. I think that's what that's what I'm saying. At a certain point, it kind of devolved past that. Yeah. To where it's just now we're just just crossing each other out. Yeah. And it's, we're not even doing pieces anymore. And you know the coldest part about it is like, why did it happen? Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm hella nosy. If I hear a rumor, or if I hear about some beef, I mean I don't care what where it started and where it ended. I'm curious the middle part. Like what? How did? Why did that shit evolve? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why did it get so worse? Yeah. Sometimes the shit hella petty. Sometimes the shit's serious. But at the end of the day, it's just like, <clears throat> who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, most most beefs, they just kind of dissolve out. Or, you know, some people fight. Some people... I've had plenty of beef <clears throat> with people, and then I see them now, and it's all love. Yeah. It's all love. That's like, like I said, like, like when, you, when you pulled up on me, I was in the stages just like confronting people left and right. Yeah. And it wasn't, <clears throat> the good part about me confronting people about the rumors, it wasn't that I was being hella aggressive. It was more like, hey man, I heard you speaking on me. And to be honest, man, I made some cool friends off of that shit. Well, that's that's <clears throat> that's kind of the what comes from just having balls and being a man and, and, and just like, man, let's just get this all out in the mm-hmm. air. Let's just get all this all open right now, whatever you want to do. That's why when someone has really, really tried to take it there with me, like take it there, mm-hmm. there, th- that's when I go into the mall, like, all right, what's up? What are we doing? Where are you at? What yeah. are we going to do? I'm it, not going to wait for you to come. Let, let's just take care of this right now. Crickets. Where are we on? Crickets. But sometimes that's that's the best way to defuse a situation, too. Yeah, you going to, like you said, you're going to have to, you, if if they not going to, like, okay, we're, we're going back and forth right here. Let's go to the next level. You know, let's handle it like men. If they don't want to handle it like men, let's squash it, yeah, which is fine. Right, right. You know, it's it's nothing wrong with squashing that shit because I don't give a fuck. Like, if you piecing or painting and you battling, that's a lot of work. It is. That's a, you're, you're basically... It's a lot of energy to dedicate towards somebody else that you don't even like. Facts. And in your case, you're you just practicing because you, you fixing shit and you can't... It ain't like you could tell these people, oh, I'm battling such and such. They were like, who? You didn't even have a name. <laughs> well, I always, I, I say this, hey, hey, everyone out there, can, can, you can take this one home with you. You need my permission to beef with me. All right? You can't just say I'm beefing with him. No, 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 you're not. You're not beefing with, with me until I say it's on. And I'm not going to say it's on unless you're a man of honor. And it, and then we can duel with pistols at dawn because you really are you're a made man just like I'm a made man and we on that same level. Other than that, no, nah, you need my permission to beef with me, man. I'm going to run. I'm going to go vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no problem. Hey, let me ask you this, man. How'd you get the name Sieve, bro? 
Steve came from a TV show called Growing Pains. Hmm. But they spelled it with an S, S-E-A-V-E-R. And then I used to write it C-E-V mm-hmm. and C-E-V-E-R. And then uh, when we started 640, we started 640 as a joke. Like we was just, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it was me, Hotep and Nibs. And this was like, I don't know about the buses now, but a lot of buses ran all night. And we would ride to like Richmond or Fremont and then just walk back, you know, just tagging, backpack full of markers and paint and shit. And um, and Hotep was like, yeah, I heard uh, 640 is the penal code for eating and playing loud music on the bus. So we already, me and Nibs already started tagging it. He went and asked the bus driver and the bus driver was like, yeah, that's what it means. And then they started putting little signs up. So my boy Elf, he seen, he seen he was the first, Elf, Elf was an OG from TMP from the 80s. And um, he's like, what the fuck is that shit, man? I'm seeing that shit everywhere, man. Like, bro, we're going to let you in. And then he, when he used to tag my name, he used to spell it with an A, C-E-A-V. So then I started spelling it like that. I do it with an I and then just had hella different ways of spelling it, you know? And um, because back then, it was all about being creative. Mm-hmm. Creativity with your tags, your flows. Like, you know, like I try to tell some of my friends, bro, like you're doing the same throwy over and over, bro. Like start doing some different shit. You know, like have, like I try, I try not to uh, micromanage people, but that's something I got bad. But I don't care. I don't, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm a, Micromanage me, micromanage you, just yeah. like I want you to do it to me. Like if I was doing something, hey man, you need to add color or straighten that line. Thanks, but I feel like you know, you. It's all about elevating. You know, eventually after a few years or, or amount of time, you know, keep pushing yourself to be the best that you could be. You know, like I love doing throws, but I just I don't get around to doing that many. I do like. Yeah. More straights. And I'm all about that. And that's something that I keep trying to drive home on this podcast, especially since I know a lot of young writers are listening, because I do want to encourage people to just just try, just try different styles. I, I even like, you know, the same throw, even the same piecing outline, mm-hmm. the same. Every piece you do got the same outline, bro. Like, just switch it up a right. little it bit, look, man. It look like when you get the comic, the cartoon or the coloring book and it got the font and then you could just feel you it. You just color by numbers, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Put a little, just change the bend of your O or, you know, put another arrow there or just something, bro. And so, you know, sometimes... It's hard to just tell a person to switch up. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to literally be there and just be like, try this, try that, and then see what, you know, see where they go from there. But I think that, that I learned from painting with people who are better than me. Right. And, and, and painting with them a lot. And I got to shout out my boy Dino Desire. That's, that's the mm-hmm. guy that I painted with a lot that just every time I've come to the wall with him, I know how good he is and I'm still surprised by some of the styles and, and characters and stuff that he, he pulls out. So just seeing that makes me want to go harder. What 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 was um like 640, what was your approach to like forming that crew and 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 you know, did you guys have like a like a game plan or what? Hell no, it wasn't no structure. It was if you was our partner, you was in. Okay. Like we used to always be on um 
It was called the Ave. It was Telegraph and Durant in Berkeley. All night we out there, daytime, hitting buses. Like the buses stop, we'll grill that shit or bus hop. Or we come out here, bus hop. And then if you was our partner and you had style, you pretty much could be in. Mm -hmm. You know, but we had a bunch of 640s. I was just family that didn't even tag and was just in. Like now it's a little different. Like I, I like, I want more pieces. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't tripping off of bombers. But if we get them, we get them. You know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't really have no set preference of what, how the crew, like there's not no hell of structure in our crew. It's just like, hey, you want to paint? Okay, let's paint. Or like we, like certain people in my crew paint with other people. But at the end of the day, we still all could text each other, call, hey, what's up? Okay, I pull up. Yeah, we over here or we just kick it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some crews, Every crew different. Some crews, they're like, you got to hit the crew up without your name or you got to do 90 days of this shit and just do fills and do, like, we don't do all that shit. Yeah. Like, if I, me, me personally, like, I want, I want people to peace. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to, you know, you could bomb, but I just would like to see more pieces. Yeah, I know. I noticed y'all got a lot of lot of diversity. Oh yeah, we got we got everybody. Like we was talking about that shit the other day. Um, how like we got somebody from literally from almost not every crew out here, but a good amount of every crew from you know we got people in LA crews that's in our crew, people that's all over the bay. And it, like I'm proud, I'm yeah. proud of my crew. I don't, you know, like I feel like we can't do no wrong. If we are in the wrong, then we'll address it, you know. But I try to at least that's one thing I do try to make sure we're not being fuck boys or you know dogging people's shit out or going over people's shit like like starting beef. Like I don't I don't necessarily. I don't want our crew to start beef, but if we got to finish it, we'll finish it. You know, I, I might be a hypocrite on that because I do be capping people, but I feel like if I capped you, I could burn you. Yeah, you know, if that's I, fair. If, if I couldn't burn you, I sometimes I hit people's name back up. You know, it's just a show of respect. It, when I came up, you hit somebody's name back up. Okay, like I had people cap me, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to get this month. I'm about to bust a Utah. Oh, he already hit me up. Mm-hmm. Peace to see. Okay, I can't. Yeah. I got to check myself. Yeah. Okay, I just let that shit was, you know, it's some shit, some shit you grit your teeth, but it's like the motherfucker showed you love. You don't have to react to that shit. And I learned you don't have to react to everything. But sometimes I do feel like motherfuckers are stepping on my toes. Like, bro, like you, not so much a side bus, and that's fine. But when people like going over some of my shit or going over tags, and it's like, bro, you had the whole wall to do that shit. But then when I confront people about it or speak on it, then I'm the asshole. And I'm like, nah, you you know what you was doing. Don't try to flip this shit around to where, you know, I'm I'm the asshole. I wish I don't mind. I, Cause I said I'm gonna finish it. You know, like I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to dish your shit, but if I burnt you, I burnt you. Yeah. You know, at least at least I think I did. You know. That's cr- I mean, that's crazy to, to like 
as we're talking, I'm just thinking of like how long you've been at this and uh, you're still, like you said earlier, like you're still deep in it. And, and like what what keeps you in that place where you're still motivated to to go out and put it down like this? The walls. Like somebody, I think uh, somebody asked me what my inspiration was. It was more of the walls. I get inspiration from literally anybody. You mean the environment, the actual physical The actual walls or the freeway or Mm. the structure itself. Like, okay, I think my piece will look clean right there with this design or a naked bitch with a pussy spread open on the freeway (laughs) so everybody can see it. Or, you know what I'm saying, like a teddy bear over here with some just regular designs, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I What's be, up with that? Is, is, so is the, like, because you paint a lot of women, is that like an intentional provocative thing in some some cases? Because um, it's all art, right? Like if you the, saw a naked woman in a statue, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's a statue. It, but like you said, when you see a girl's ass cheek spreading on, on 580, it's like, whoa! Like it's a, <laughs> it's, it's definitely... It's something I love doing, like the, the detail and all the shit. It's just, I love women. I just love how they look, everything about them. But when I'm painting them, that shit is just like, okay, I'm transferring that shit from a picture or if I'm freestyling off the head from my mind to the wall. And then when people see it, they're like, oh shit, like some people hate it. Like that's, that's nasty, that's wrong. But nine times out of 10, when the women see it, they love that shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, that, that could be me. Or like there's times I paint shit and it's like I get DMs and then, you know, females showing love and shit. It might be like a fat girl and a skinny girl be like, that's me right there. But it's like, you know, she like hella slim. But it's it's basically people, it basically, like I love to do it just because I love to do it. But when people show me love for doing it, they it's, it's them relating to that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if it's out in the open. I think uh, the beauty of women itself is a form of art. Facts. And I think when you're able to capture that beauty and transpose it into your own medium, I think women tend to appreciate that. Hell yeah. That's, I just had Giant on here. We were kind of talking about that too. How, oh yeah, he, he was a fool back in the... He had all them little alleyways with some... Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these, his, like, prints and stuff yeah. are featuring, like, tattooed chicks. And, and it's all, even when it's sexual, it still comes it's, off as respectful it's and erotic. artistic, erotic art, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like, me, me, I don't, I don't care if it's respectful or vulgar. It's there. You can decide. You can yeah. decide. You can take it how you, you want to take, take it. You can take it how I want to take yeah. it. Do you got any crazy chase stories? Um... I don't have. I, don't I know think, you do. I got a bunch, but I know I think, you do. I think the last one it was me, this fool Zaps, Sino, and we're up here at Hunters Point. You know how they tore all that shit down, and we um, we already we've been paying all fucking day. We pieced, like we buff hella shit. We pieced. We're leaving, and then the fucking the security is coming. And there's like five of them, so we start running, and I don't know if like if you familiar with Hunters Point. It's like hella hills, and then like like the little the hills drop off. Mm-hmm. So we're running down the street. I don't know how the fuck my fat ass was running so fast. I hit the gate and I ripped my pants open. 
ripped like a little hole in my leg and I ripped a, a big ass hole in my hand and shit. And these fools, they get away. I'm stuck like on the side of the mountain where I can see the whole shipyard. And so 5 0 they're just driving below me the whole time. I know that shit, it wasn't hella interesting or it wasn't hella like hella crazy, but I still had to go back and get my pain, my uh, sprayer and other shit. And I had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and the motherfucker, <laughs> the motherfucker who, um, he, uh, he bandaged my shit up. He was like, like you could see the the guts in my shit. He's like, bro, you didn't you didn't hit an artery. You're hella lucky. And like I could literally put a pen down down the hole. And I don't know what this fool was on, but he was high as fuck when he he put some some numbing shit, stitched it up. But um, there was another po- a few times we got shot at, but I wouldn't say that's just like hella hella crazy. Not that I could, I can't really think of nothing off of hand right now. I mean, it's all fucking crazy. If you really think about the, I've said it before, the whole idea of going out at night and fucking writing on shit and and risking your life and your freedom is fucking crazy. Facts. But at the same time, it's just another day in the life if you're really in. Right. I guess guess to us, it's just water under the bridge. Yeah. Like somebody else will see that shit like, how the fuck they get over there? How you tag in the middle of the freeway? You know, how how they climb up on that billboard? But um, yeah, yeah, to us it's just another day at the office and shit, I guess. Tell us about how you got into creating almost popular paint. Well, I created almost popular paint because well, almost pop, first of all, is is just my paint that I feel to the top. Like I was mixing paint. And then first, first I was transferring it like with the little WD forty thing, and then I I got I learned how to mix it because I used to paint cars and shit. So, but but dealing with like oil based paint and water based paint, it's kind of a little it's a little different and shit. But so I got the machine, and basically I just fill all the paint to the top. There's no other company on the planet that does that. Like you get a bag of chips, you're gonna get half air, half. Yeah. Chips. If you if I give you a bag of chips, you either gonna get two bags or I'm gonna take the other bag and put it in the top so you got you a full bag. And that's what I'm doing with the paint. So I made the paint for broke people, first of all. But I fuck with rich people. I fuck with anybody. Anybody buy my paint, you know, I still sell it cheap. But I, I basically made it for myself because I was painting a lot, doing a lot of billboards, doing a lot of Shit that just walls that just that would just stretch hella wide, and I hate running out of paint. Running out of paint is like the fucking end of the world and shit. Oh, that shit, yeah, that'll fuck up your whole night. Like I don't even want to hear the ball clank on my shit. Yeah, but you know, so when people would get the paint, they'll be like, "Oh shit, this shit's like a brick," and you know, it's like, okay, you could do more tags, you could do more pieces, and that's basically what that was about. You know, but almost pop, I do. I do deliveries. I do, fuck, I do the manufacturing. I cut up streakers. I make toys. I draw. I, you know, I piece. I pretty much do anything that, you know, comes with the territory of that shit. So, like, somebody else was like, oh, I thought almost pop was just uh, a nickname. I was like, nah, that's my company. Because, like, to, to me, I'm a brand. To them, it's just like, oh, you selling paint out the trunk. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm a company. 
I just don't have a big ass store. I don't have fucking financial backing. It's just racking, mix the paint, sell it. Hope you like it. Yeah. You feel me? Or if I don't sell it, I use it. Cause nine times out of 10, the paint you buy from me is some shit I was going to use. So it's not like I'm custom making it for you. I'm making this shit to go smack. You feel me? And then you, like, you might just pull up on me and buy the colors I was finna use for that piece right there. So I'm just gonna use whatever's left. Cause me personally, I don't, I don't care what colors I'm using, just long as I, long as there's the opposite color or the other color, and I can use it on the wall. You know. I mean, it's pretty innovative. I, I like I was telling you earlier. I had the chance to use some of the, the yeah, yeah. almost popular paint that you gave me. Um, the pressure, you know, on the can yeah, is really still good. The still the same. Mm-hmm. The color is definitely uh, original compared to some of the other, uh, uh, like Montana or other yeah. colors you get out there. And then, yeah, definitely like. I think one of the cans you had shot me was one of the little, like, half size oh, cans. Oh, the little alien cans. Bro, I did, like, a whole yeah. background with that. Yeah. And I, I, did, I still had, like, three quarters of it left. See, what I was doing was, like, say when I was doing the billboards, they, you know, they make the tall-ass ones that's, uh, like, um, not the turbo can, or the turbo cans or the, the uh, what's the silver ones, the big ass, anyway... I could fill it up to 33 ounces. When you get that can, it's only like this much. Mm. It's like maybe 19 to 20 ounces. So I could fill in the whole billboard with that. And then with I could, one of those, those, those jumbo turbo. Yeah. When you with fill the, it up. Yeah, with the yeah. with the calligraphy cap that spread like yeah, yeah, yeah. hella wide. But you could say like the aliens. I'll take like five or six aliens, different colors for all my highlights and background. And then I might have like one like maybe like one of those with black or whatever the outline color is. And then just, so it's, it's less, it's more paint in less cans. Yeah. And you know, like if you had to do it with any other can, you'd probably be taking about 15 to 20 cans, whereas I'm taking probably like seven or eight at the most, you know, cause it's, you climbing a billboard, that shit is going to get heavy. You feel me? Or if you're doing like a train or a bus or just some spot where you got to go hella far. Yeah. You know, you already, if you, if you paint like me and my folks paint, you're going to be carrying all kind of random Man. shit, lights, yeah. water. Yeah. You feel, I'm a diva, so I want, I want to make sure everybody comfortable, wet wipes, all that shit. I think people who, 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 even people, if they appreciate the art of graffiti from the outside looking in, like you still have no fucking idea how much work, how much is a sacrifice, how much you actually got to do to go out and paint some of yes, these spots, sir. man. Yes, sir. But, unless unless you just, like, bombing wood, I guess you still got to have hella cans for that. Yeah. But if you're just doing, like, some... You know what? I ain't even going to go against you on that. Because you definitely... You got to have your shit ready. Yeah, and I think that's part of why... Even though it is quote unquote vandalism, destructive, it's still a really positive thing personally because you're always pushing yourself to go through these challenges. Right. For for us, that's how it is. But the victims, whoever shit we hitting, they gotta pay for it, deal with it. That's why they call it vandalism. Yeah. 
But then, you know, if you do it like, you know, like the shit we was doing, they, like the shit we doing right here in the East, the, the actual owner pulled up and was like, he loved the shit we was doing. He was like, who did this? He was like, we doing that shit. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those like yin yang things. Like yeah. in order to have that community beautif- beautification, yeah. you also have to have some tags on, on public, yeah. public and private property. Yeah. It's just you got you can't have one without the other. Yeah, it's like you gotta have a peanut butter with the jelly. You feel yeah. me? Like I love tagging. I don't give a fuck like that. Just, tagging is like foreplay for sex, and then piecing is like. Fucking the bitch, you know what I'm saying? Giving the bitch an orgasm or whatnot. But <laughs> yeah. at the end, it's <laughs> a good analogy. You feel me? And then, and then when she go to sleep, go back and tag it. <laughs> That's a good analogy, bro. Spe- speaking of beasting, man, like your 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 letter style is hella unique. Thank you. Is, is there any like particular influence that you can name that that helped you develop that style? I would pretty much just say everybody in the Bay. And then from there, down south, New York, L.A., all over the world, because I can't I can't really point out specific people. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, some people got certain styles that I like, but it, it's just too many people in the graph game. Like, I would literally have to sit here and just write down for a couple hours of who should I like. You know, and that's not that's not saying people who better than me. It's some people who little whacker than me. Like I see some whack shit. Like, but this motherfucker got a cool color combo. Yeah, there's something cool about it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like okay, I might have to. They own something. I feel that way feel about me? a lot of the graffiti I see specifically in Frisco because I know for a fact it's a lot of young ass kids yeah. and some of them have no clue what no they're clue. doing. But that's what's dope to me is that they're still going out there figuring it out like I was doing exactly. at 14 years old, you know? It's that you got to you gotta experiment and you got to get your feet wet. And some people, they like, they they don't have the skill, but they got the concept of what goes where. Yeah, you got the basic idea. Right. And then I can see someone, I'm like, just, yeah, just keep doing that shit for a while, kid. You, you're, on, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, right now, I think... Like we were saying, especially Oakland, like especially uh, after the pandemic, right? Shit right. is getting crushed, and I've never seen any. I've been around the world. Paris got some ill graffiti everywhere. Mm-hmm. London got some ill graffiti. New York got ill graffiti, but I've never seen anything like what's going on in Oakland right now and it's been kind of happening for like the last Oakland decade is, but Oakland now is, it's like just crazier than ever in Oakland my is active but it's a lot of people that's not from out there too though yeah like I ran the other night I ran, people are taking spraycations and yeah. that type of shit like come here it's the best or they place. think it's like oh I'm just gonna go my boy lives in Oakland I'm gonna go <laughs> crash with him and eat yeah. mushrooms and paint graffiti all day and then probably go to Portland or somewhere else hop on the train and shit yeah, yeah. I mean, I respect it because yeah, that's, that's cool. That if that's your dream, that's what you're gonna do. You know, I can't hate on your hype. You feel me? Like you just gotta respect who's who out here. You know, what I said at the end yeah. of the day, like I, the other night, I ran into like three different sets of writers just like before I even came my spot. I was like, oh, okay, these those guys. Like I watch them when I make my video, just 
random people I ran into. Like some people, like one dude, he was so high. This motherfucker, he didn't even look back. He seen me and just kept painting. I was like, he's an animal for that. Like if I seen you, I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. I might just leave and come back because I'm just old school like that. Like you gotta be safe. You don't wanna be on no Tritorita over no paint. I mean, I don't think they're gonna take you to jail for that shit, but you never you, know, you man. You never know what the, yeah. might have that one. I'm cop. the type of cat, man. I don't wanna I don't wanna spend five minutes without uh-uh. my freedom, bro. I that don't like part. that shit. I don't enjoy it. I don't like breathing the air in there. I don't like dealing with any of that shit. Like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I remember they took us to A fifty. It was like five of us. They had us all cuffed, and we sat in the bullpen for just like down there, like the whole yeah. night. And that whole day. time, you sitting there like, "Fuck, what am I doing with mm-hmm. my life? Why did I do this?" I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, and then you come back the next day and just keep bombing. Well, yeah, that shit wasn't like, that bad. Come on, let's go. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Is there anything um, that you haven't accomplished yet in this game? that you still want to push yourself to try to do or just keep doing your thing and more of the same? Mm, that's a good question. I'll have to say be a millionaire and shit, buy a dollar store or buy a paint store or some shit. I don't know. But I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think that far ahead. Just like, well, I, I mean, I, it's funny you say that because as we're talking, like I, I and, and just as your partner, man, I want to encourage you to like, I could definitely see you taking your art and taking your brand to some of these places. I could see. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, I could it see just, almost popular being on on shelves and stores and shit like that. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm all for it. It's just the, it's just the like, you know, the logistics of that shit is like these companies. I'm not gonna say they be hating, but it's just like you gotta go through this, go through that, go through this, and like. Oh, like people was like, oh, you should do an Etsy account. You should do uh, this account, make an online store. I did all that shit, and it was just like a waste of time. So it's like out of the trunk is just the best way to do it. Yeah. But if, if like, there, like one of my partners, he had a, damn, what is his name? He, uh, he had a shop in San Jose, and he said, let me sell paint out of there with no charge. And he had a little shelf for me and everything. You know, 14th Street, they showing hella love, you know. Of course, this, this you know, this fool, uh, Gift the Gab, he been shit, Gift the Gab. Um, Dying Breeze, Dying shout Bre- out to yeah. our sponsor, Dying Breeze, yeah. San Francisco. You know, you know, me, me and him, uh, was supposed when he first, when we, when he first met up, it was like, cause this, this nigga been in prison, I've been in prison. So it's like, we bumping heads, cause I got hella supplies. He trying to buy supplies. But he, like, he got that 24th admission mentality. I got the town mentality. It's not working. So it's like, okay, it's going to be me this time. You're going to win this time, and I'll win next time. Right, 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 right. And then we just became the best of friends like that. That nigga's just been cool as ice. Like, he, he, I miss his parties. When he, when he was throwing the functions and parties, that's who, he was, that's who, he would always put me out on for selling my shit. Yeah. With no, you know, trading and doing deals. And he always, like, he did a lot of events. Like, we did an event um, in San Ho where I think it was me and a bunch of other cats um, where they they did the, 
they did the like whoever could do these throws the fastest could win this set, second place win this set of paint, and then we judge that shit. You know, it's not a it's not a lot of people out here who's still doing that shit. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I, there's a lot of creative ways for people who come from writing culture to take that shit into different areas in 2023 and it's exciting to see and uh, I'm, I'm just a believer of mm-hmm. and this is my approach to my music to my art to podcasting to my social media content just keep doing shit just keep doing shit keep working your practice and eventually things come together exactly I mean you could pretty much I'm a firm believer that you could pretty much do anything you put your mind to yep you know what I'm saying whether it's especially if it's positive you know, it's some some people, they got a hard time doing positive shit. Like when I was younger, I was always hella negative. Oh, I can't do that. I ain't never. What you looking at? What you? Then when I got older, I was like, why am I like that? Then once I I started doing shit and pushing myself to do more positive shit, this shit started working in my favor. Yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer in the Mac guy. I feel like what you put out there, you gonna get back. Like yeah. we all we all got our own God. You feel me? Like, okay, look at when you told me the story about the nigga hating on you, but look at you now though. You got you got this platform, you got your other platform, you got hella love as you should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know nothing about any haters. I do I, I got haters out there? Not, I, not that I Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that shit already. Yeah, they like they are like on, underneath all the other shit, you feel me? All the other Yeah, I got other shit going on. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, feel, I feel what you yeah, said. That, right? Yeah, that shit was just so funny. <laughs> well, look, my brother, uh, I appreciate you a lot for coming on here. Man, I appreciate the... the uh, you having me. You of course, me? of course, of course. I, I, I mean, I'm going to keep saying that you've definitely made your mark in the history of Bay Area graffiti, Thank in you. the history of Oakland graffiti, and I'm inspired by you that you're continuing to do your thing. And I don't, I don't care what nobody say, man. You've been cool as fuck to me, bro. Yeah, yeah. So let's just keep rocking. And then uh, I, I, I think maybe down the line, man, well, I, I have to have you come back here and, and ask you some more questions, shit. you know? You already know I ain't nothing but 10 minutes away. I appreciate you, bro. Much love. Likewise. The Oakland City Mayor, Steve 640 crew, his first ever on-camera interview <laughs> with the illest <laughs> face covering <laughs> ever. Had to. <laughs> history. Once again, History Debate Podcast. Shout out to the whole team. Shout out to the sponsors. And shout out to all you guys for watching. This has been our 20th episode, man. It's only been six months. It feels like we've been doing it forever. At the same time, I feel like we just getting started. And there's so much more dope shit coming. So, Thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting and uh, keep doing your thing. Stay up. Peace. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the bank. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the bank.